the Marlon vs. Marlon podcast. I'm your boy Marlon. And I'm your boy Marlon. Today we got a very special episode, uh, but we wanted to start it off a little bit different um, with eight seconds of silence for Christina Moser, Sarah and, Ch- and Peyton Chester, Ara Zobayan, Alyssa, Carrie, and John Altabelli, and Kobe and Gianna Bryant. All right, so um, thank you everybody for joining us. We, like you said, this is a special episode, and we're going to take 24 minutes to reflect um, the life of the great Kobe Bryant, who, as we all know, passed away a few days ago at um, the young age of 41, and also his daughter Gigi, who was an up-and-coming, you know, 13-year-old. I think we all knew that she was going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, if she wasn't already and it's um it, it's a, it's a very tough thing to um just, just to talk about when you think about his 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 family and who he all left behind and and even the other families too as well as we we mentioned so we don't want to leave them out by any means but um just thinking about when I found when I found the news, I had a good friend, um, Est. Uh, he called me and he told me about. He he sent it to me and he said, "This can't be true. This can't be true." And I I saw the TMZ and I sent it to you guys and I said, "There there's no way that this can be true." And and we waited and waited and waited and we start seeing more of of the um, reports come out and I think that at, at that point right there it was like this this is crazy. So like, what were your initial thoughts? right when you started seeing more people confirm it? Um, Well, it was tough because, like you said, at first you don't want to believe it. You don't want it to be true, obviously. And then um, you start getting people, you know, people want to be first to the story. Sure. And some people are saying, oh, all his kids were on there with him. Like his whole family was on there with him. So Rick Fox. Yeah, it was a bunch of emotions back and forth. But but again, you know, just – prayerful for those families who um, lost parents, lost spouses, lost children, yeah. um, just lost loved ones. Not not just the Bryant family right now, but everybody. So yeah. um, I, I always try to put myself in that position. And and that's the that's the hardest part to do for me is kind of just fathom like what that what those people are going through. I saw a husband of, of one of the ladies that was on the plane. Um just talk about what it was like to have to tell their children that, that mom wasn't coming home. Yeah. You know, and that obviously, you know, Vanessa has to do that with their, with their other three daughters as well. And that's just, it's just so, it's just nothing a parent or a spouse should ever have to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, um, to take it a step further, we, we both have children. So, um, you know, to, to have to bury a child is, is something no, no parent should ever have to do. And, and, Vanessa is going to be burying her spouse and her child. Like that's 
that's crazy. And and to Kobe's parents burying their child, like it's not, it's never, it's never something that you want to see or that you really can prepare for. Yeah, and it's it's and I I just and we we talked about this too earlier. It's just you know, Gigi never, she was never, she, you know, thirteen year old man. I mean, it's it's just so sad and. I, I just I know everybody's reaching out to Vanessa and and checking on her and everything. And when the news happened, like I I'm sitting right there with my daughter and I just you know gave her like a, a big hug and you know I, I screamed down to my wife. I said, Hey, I'm I'm hearing this report that you know Kobe died and um you know she came up and and she's just like it can't be true, it can't be true. And then once we started seeing it, ESPN started announcing. I was watching the Pro Bowl at the time and they had announced it every. 10 15 minutes because there's always new people coming in and 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 watching it and everything but it was definitely um one of the toughest times it didn't really hit me until yesterday and i was telling him if we had to do the show yesterday there's no way that i could do it um i was telling my buddy that sent it to me we all listened to a show and and we all call in and talk about our teams and everything and and the show yesterday was all or or, yeah yesterday was all about kobe and i i tried to call in and I hung up within a minute. I just, I just couldn't do it. But um, I just knew I would break down. Just thinking of, I mean, forty-one, and I think now we saw him becoming the man that he wanted to become post basketball with, you know, Oscar, and and he's, you know, being a family man. And I think that's what we strive to be. And obviously, not forty-one because we won't be uh, retired like he is and have the money that he he had. But I mean, he he was just around, and he was just you know, coaching his daughter's basketball team. And he, he I mean, it, it was, it, it's just, it's sad all the way around looking at every angle you could look at. It's, it's just sad, man. Yeah. And I, and I, I again, want to, you know, make sure I take my time getting to Kobe because we could have spent the whole 24 minutes talking about him and, and rightfully so. Um, but just touching on, like you said, Gigi and her yeah. two teammates that were on the helicopter yeah. with them. Like you're, you're 13 years old. You're, you just celebrated entering the teens. You know what I mean? How how big of a deal that is. And and nobody's fondest memories should ever be a middle school game or a middle school dance. Like it just doesn't seem fair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She'll never get to she'll never get to go to college. I know she wanted to play at UConn or, yeah. or one of these big schools. She'll never get to, you know, walk down the aisle. She'll never get to, to bear children. So so this is the thing with my children that I think about first is is man, they she didn't get to live a full life, um, and and before I move, like I said on the Kobe, I do want to say like I think it's, I think God is is very poetic even in these times. You know what I'm saying? Like like if if you paid attention over the past two years, like you said, they've been spending a lot of time together, him and Gigi, um, bonding and 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 sharing basketball. He said he said he didn't even watch basketball until Gigi like really got into it. Mm-hmm. And so to see them at, at UConn games, at NBA games, WNBA games, Oregon, um, and her getting to meet some of the people that she looked up to and and really wanted to aspire to be like or, or one day even compete against, you know what I mean? Um, I think that was really kind of surreal. Like I said, God's, God's little way of, of preparing us for these things. Like, and, and and again, not saying that we were ready or anybody was ready for this to happen, but to see them form that bond before they were, you know, were tragically taken from from their family um, was really something that I look back and I was like, man, they had a bunch of memories, 
obviously he's never going to get to walk his his other daughters down the aisle. He's never going to get to see them graduate. Like these types of things are are the things that really mess with me. And um, and for Vanessa, like man, raising raising three daughters on her own. What if 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 that youngest daughter or if one of their two youngest daughter wants to play basketball and, and remind her of Gigi or do something that reminds them of her dad? Like it's it's so many different. Like we can talk about basketball all day. Um, but I think that's doing Kobe injustice at this point, and, and, and the Bryant family. Um, and we will talk about basketball, so don't get me wrong. Um, One thing but, I will say is, like, as, as watching other players reflect on it, we saw uh, LeBron come out with his message uh, last night, and then we see Melo and CP3, and, and as, as D-Wade has it, you know, um, a few days ago. And I think it just shows you what Kobe meant to them as a friend, not so much as a competitor, but just as a friend. And he was always there to help. And when LeBron came to LA, it was more so like, you know, you're a part of the family. If you need anything, I'm here for you. And in Melo's, um, in Melo's thing that he just wrote, he said that he was going to be at the game coming up this Friday when the Blazers are in town. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, it, it's tough all around. And then when you think of like Jerry West, who, who found him when he was a, a kid and, and, you know, magic and the relationship that he had with, with all of Phil, Shaq, everybody like it's, and, and Shaq and, and Kobe, they, of course they had their beefs and all that, but it was, you know, Shaq said like, I would, I would have loved to, you know, be able to have these conversations when we're like 50 and 60 and, and yeah. 70 and stuff looking yeah. back on, you know, we were we were always the best duo ever assembled. But you know, we would have just imagined if if we if whatever happened happened, like we could have would have been a little more mature. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's just sad to see. And and um, and then also too, I I think that as you when you look at him as a competitor, I I think that Richard Sherman had spoke on it, and and Kobe would have said, you know, hey, stop stop being a baby about it. Get, go get ready for the Super Bowl and go play. And I look at, you know, this this would have been a Super Bowl segment that we would have done today. And if we knew Kobe, Kobe would have been like, talk about me for a little bit, but get get to, you know, get to business. You know, stop crying about it. And, you know, that that's just who he was. He was just that type of competitor. And that we we're hearing stories come out about, you know, him and, you know, wearing when the the players on the team wearing the shoes and he said, you know, you guys are playing soft. Take get, my shoes take, off. Take my shoes off and you can't wear these. Yeah, and and it just showed he was <laughs> he was the ultimate competitor and, you know, I think the the argument of where he is on your route uh, Mount Rushmore if he is at all is really irrelevant at this point, but um really I, I just think that it's it just says a lot about who he was as a person and that mama mentality goes so far and he was obviously you know growing up in in was it Italy I think it was and then between um, Italy and Philadelphia yeah and and then also too with tennis I know we just talked about tennis last week and it was when you look at guys like Djokovic and Federer and Nadal he loved those guys and I remember watching the U.S. Open last year and he was on there talking about Coco Golf and his knowledge of, of tennis is is you know pretty dope and him and him and um, Nadal had like a little inside joke like he was just so well rounded and his his who he was as an athlete just goes so far and people that were fortunate enough to have a relationship with him I think they'll always cherish those moments uh, forever. Yeah, I think the you spoke to the competitor that Kobe was and yeah. 
And I think that's what really attracted him to these other great athletes and these other, you know, dominant figures in their sports was mm-hmm. just that that he related and he respected yeah. that. Um, you know, I watched the All Up and Smoke podcast with Matt Barnes and um, Steven Jackson. Kobe was on there just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and that was kind of my last, um, the last thing in my head, my last impression of Kobe, um, just being real uh, genuine and open and. Uh, not really holding back with two guys he was comfortable with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he played in the McDonald's All-American game with Steven Jackson, yeah. played with uh, Matt Barnes in L.A., obviously, after they had a little feud. Yeah. And uh, Matt Matt Barnes tells a story of, of how he actually came to L.A. after, after I don't know if you remember, the ball fake in Kobe's face no, yeah. when he didn't flinch. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next year, he that, that summer, he calls up Matt Barnes and says, you want to be a Laker? And Matt Barnes goes, heck yeah. Yeah. And Kobe said, "Anybody crazy enough to f with me is crazy enough to play with me." Yeah, um, and and that was that was what he really respected was you know as he put it the cojones if you if you didn't have those to your story earlier you know take my shoes off you can't play with me if you don't yeah. have that so um, definitely the ultimate competitor definitely um, it, it's always it's always great to see somebody that great mm-hmm. that that much better than others yeah. that do the same thing. With that chip on their shoulder, still, mm-hmm. um, it's you know, and I, I I'll speak to. it. I know you were going to bring this up anyway. Um, a lot of people say I didn't like Kobe, right? Because if if you're a Jordan fan, you can't like Kobe, or if you're a LeBron fan, you can't like Kobe. And for me, it was always a little bit different. Um, I've always respected Kobe's game; it was just different than mine. So I didn't relate to it like others did. I, I, I always came to the game as like a point guard. I don't know if you remember that 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 draft class was Steve Nash, you know, um, Allen Iverson was the number one yeah. pick rookie of the year. Like Allen Iverson was my favorite player for 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so it wasn't that I I didn't like Kobe. It was more so that it was like you had to choose for some reason. <laughs> and and I'm a lot more mature now in my basketball. Like I like all these guys, but you know it. it it's one thing I always hated about you. Who's your team? I don't have a team. I like players. Like I said, I, my favorite player was was Allen Iverson. So I was a 76ers fan up until I realized, oh, they just get rid of players when they want to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can yeah. like all these guys in. I don't have to have a favorite team. But, yeah. you know, I just say that to say, like, yeah, I was stuck on AI and he did great things. But, you know, Kobe was always right there two or three years after his career started. Um, he really hit his stride and never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah. Um, you know, he, his first, uh, <laughs> Greg, you hear Greg. His first, I think, start he said was because Rick Fox was hurt. And he was mm-hmm. like, man, I, I started at the, at the small forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then ever since then, you know, 12 triple or 12 double doubles in a row, never saw the bench again. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, history is as history does. Yeah. So, I think that as he, I, I listen to a lot of interviews from sports radio, and I, I will say I commend from people like I know you don't like them, but you know Stephen A. Smith and and all these guys that had to talk about him, not even hours after it happened, they had to go live and talk about it from you know Carlos Boozer to a lot of the. Um, people that were on NBA TV to, and then all the irregular Monday shows, every single show that was on yesterday was strictly just straight on Kobe. It was Super Bowl was irrelevant at that point. Mm -hmm. And from people that played with him or people that, 
just played against them or people that knew him personally. And, and Shaq came out and said something, Barkley, everybody. And I, I just, I, I commend those people because I know how hard it is because I'm sitting here now, like keeping it all together. And I didn't even know him, but it, like I told you earlier, it feels like we all lost a family member in a way because we've seen him when he was like a little baby and growing up. And I was born in 87. So whenever he got drafted, I kind of started watching a little bit more. And I, I re- remember like my mom and, you know, watching, you know, Jordan and, and, and the Bulls in her, her room and all that stuff. But I think as I got older and started watching basketball by myself, I was a Kobe guy. I grew up mainly in that Kobe slash early LeBron era. And I, it was always Lakers all day. Like it was Kobe. And if you like Kobe, you didn't like LeBron, as you said earlier. And now it's a transition of now LeBron's coming to play with us in the Lakers. And it's like, eh, I mean, I'll take you. We, we've we been doing trash and horrible anyway. But I, I think that it's, um, I, I was always just like the, just the biggest fan and, and just seeing how he's, he's grown up to the person that he is. And now I just can't stop going back and thinking about his, his post basketball career. And I think it was this year he would have been eligible for the hall of fame. And, um, no, he got, a couple, he got was a few, it, couple was it years. or next year or something like that. But cause when did he retire? Just two years. Fif- he only been going two 15? years. No. Was it 17? 17 18, yeah. yeah. I know it was coming up, but anyways, like it's at, at 41, man, it's, it's a, it's a very tragic, you know, way to go out, and I, I, I feel, I, I know we were kind of on, on basketball and who he was, but I just can't stop going back to just the family and, and the Gigi and and even everybody else that was on that, that, that helicopter. It's just a, it, it's a tough yeah. way to go, but he that, that was his life. And did you see the interview of when he was talking about why he took helicopters? No. It, it actually recently just surfaced yesterday where he said, like, I wanted to be able to be a family man and still be able to, to take my kids to school and and all that, but get to practice. And I can't do both with being in a car because I'm going to be sitting in traffic for hours. So yeah. that's when I found about about helicopters where I can get there in 10, 15 minutes. And he would tell Vanessa, like, no, I got him. I'll pick him up. Like, I just just let me get in, helicopter in, and then, you know, drive my car. So, and I it's, it's actually, I just read, too, that they made a pact, him and Vanessa, and this is even eerie, that they would never ride a helicopter at the same I time. I saw that. I don't believe that. And, I saw the source that I, it came from. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's not for I, me to, to confirm or deny, but I think, yeah. I think that it is kind of eerie if they did make that pact, and I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I believe that. But I, I will say this. I think that, I think that all of us, in, in, in any loss, of this kind of magnitude or death, uh, we all get kind of selfish. You know what I mean? And we all, we all, the first thing we want to do is say we miss Kobe and, um, you know, he was my favorite basketball player. I think, and I, and I watched the Breakfast Club interview this morning with um, past the Bishop T.D. Jakes, and, and he said in these types of situations, you really have to try to look for the, 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 um, the positive, the blessing in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not easy to do, and, and it's really mature. Obviously, a man of his stature can, can can try to do that better than the regular average person. But to his point is, you know, thankfully that Vanessa wasn't on there. You know yeah. what I mean? Thankfully, the other children weren't on there. Thankfully, yeah. it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't more, it wasn't more done. Thankfully that those those girls still have their mother. You know what I mean? There There is silver lining in it, and I think 
For us, I think it's important to realize we fell in love with a basketball player, right? That's their dad, man. We fell in love with a basketball player. Everything Kobe did on the basketball court, we'll be able to go back and watch. It's 2020. We can pull up YouTube. We can pull up game tapes. But Vanessa, but those three do- those three girls, those other families, they actually lost somebody they loved and cared. Yeah, we loved the basketball player. Yeah, we loved the uh, uh, iconic athlete. But we didn't lose that. He was already retired. You know what I mean? He... And this is no disrespect at all. I just want to speak to the the bigger the bigger um, loss here, if you will, was what he was giving back. You know what I mean? He he was he was like a big brother to the NBA. He was helping out the young kids, Giannis and and um, and, and Luca and all these guys. So we we have to really take a step back and appreciate what he gave us. Yeah. And appreciate the fact that his family allowed him to give that to us. Yeah. His, his family gave him to us for 20 years. You know what I mean? What's the most that you're going to... What's the number one thing that you're going to take away from Kobe Bryant himself? The favorite, My favorite thing about Kobe is his fierce competitiveness on yeah. the court. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's that way in everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He won an Oscar a year after he got done playing. Yeah. Or was it a Grammy? I'm sorry. Oscar. Oscar. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, just the fact that he wanted to be the best at everything. Obviously, you can't can't be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had that approach. And um, I will say this before I, I let you finish up. Um, he talked about a conversation he had with MJ or conversations he had with Mike. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, we look at those two as very, very similar. Yeah. He was like, well, we're super different. Mike's going to be competitive with anything. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to compete at what I'm good at. Yeah. And I loved, I loved hearing that. Like, damn, that's smart. And that was one thing with me. I thought that he was just going to be, like, try to be just like Mike and try to own a team and do that. But he went his own route. And I think we saw him unfolding and being his own man. And one thing that I'll take away from it is you can always – there's something that you could do that you can always get better at. And I just have to look back and look at my life to see what – what more can I do, whether that's I'm helping other people do something or if I'm being the best that I can be in, in whatever I'm doing, you know. So um, I just um, I love and I miss him. And, you know, he's uh, it is unfortunate that, um, you know, th- this did happen. But like you said, sometimes you do have to look at the, the positive of it. But um, we don't know Kobe, obviously. But if we did know Kobe, Kobe would want us to. Um, at least get to the subject at hand for the most part. So we'll just um, end it off with this uh, Super Bowl prediction. Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm going to – Chiefs are in my division, so I'm going to go with the 49ers. So – Hey man, tell somebody you love them. Uh, I say that all the time. Don't leave. Y'all be laughing at me. Don't leave any argument or anything, any um, relationship with, with, with holes left in it, man. So. That's all I got for y'all. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. I know this was um, it's probably one of the toughest episodes I think we've ever had to do, but you know God got us through it. And uh, once again, rest in peace to all the ones that lost their lives, and and God bless everybody that all the families that were involved. Stay strong and, and you know keep fighting to get through it. Prayers are with y'all. All right, that's another episode. We'll see y'all next week. We out. Peace. Mom, bye.